man they said we better accentuate the positive elim well, that sure is how the market's looking. It seems like every piece of news is nothing bad on the horizon. It all seems to be fantastic. With the S&P 500 already up 12% for the year, even after uh, the uh, death and destruction from uh, natural disasters across the country and uh, inability of anything to happen on Wall Street, uh, on Washington, I should say. Uh, Michael Sheldon joins us right now, a Chief Investment Officer at RDM Financial. And, uh, Michael, I wonder when you look at these markets, uh, it's, if you look and, and, and just marvel at its optimism. Yeah, we've really had an unusual year. Um, you know, the big stories of 2017 from our perspective are that growth has outperformed value. You've really seen technology outperform other parts of the market. Foreign markets, for the first time in several years, have outperformed domestic markets, which is a trend that's starting to take hold. Uh, for example, the, organ the, uh, the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, the Paris-based think tank, said that uh, of the 45 countries they follow, this is the first time since 2007 that all of those 45 countries are actually going to be growing their GDP this year. And then the other, the other issue that uh, we're facing this year is that volatility has been so low. S&P came out with some comments the other day that there have only been eight 1% moves in the S&P 500 this year versus an average of 50 in the post-World War II period. So I think from our perspective, we talk with a lot of clients, and there have been a lot of reasons to be defensive, to raise cash, but importantly, for the last few years, we remain, we continue to think, see the glass as half full, and we continue, we don't see a recession. Uh, we think the economy is on reasonable footing and um, remain relatively positive. You know, one economist, in recognition of uh, that news that the 45 OECD track nations are on pace to grow this year, kind of said, you know, it's not particularly fast or thrilling, beat, more plodding and methodical, but it's getting the job done. Uh, and that's kind of how this market sometimes feels. It's just kind of getting the job done. Well, that's, that's true as well. Um, also within that OECD report, they comment that about 75% of all the countries they follow are actually growing their economy. So it's not just that countries are, you know, expectations were fairly low, but I think from a global perspective, uh, one of the things, one of the ingredients that's been missing over the past several years is that for the first time in this economic recovery, we're seeing a global synchronous recovery. So we're seeing more countries around the world rebound at, at RDM. Uh, for the past several years, we had really underweighted foreign markets because we really favored U.S. There was more stability, greater visibility. But one of the interesting facts right now is that if you look back to the recent highs in terms of the peak in corporate profits for parts of the world, Europe and, emer Europe and the emerging markets have still yet to, yet to pass or overcome their peak profit levels back in 2007. So define profit levels. You mean, you, mean, uh, you mean operating income uh, uh, percentages, margins, uh, Global I profits, say? operating earnings for, the, for their benchmark indices. So total profits so for the indices, not margin, uh, uh, operating margins. That's correct. Where margins are actually below the U.S. and Europe as well, but that's a different issue. Where Basically, the point is that in Europe and emerging markets, corporate profits have yet to pass their prior market peaks in 2007. So if you're looking overseas, I think while the markets have rebounded this year in Europe and emerging markets, uh, we may be in the early stages of those countries starting to perform better compared with the past several years. Michael, one thing I thought was interesting from your notes is you pointed out that the markets are not currently pricing in pro-growth policies, but they are still on the table uh, and could provide that boost to the economy and profits uh, next year. What pro-growth policies in particular, because it does feel like the administration's trying to get some stuff done, but, you know, keeps kind of striking out to some extent. 
Yeah, it's really interesting. There's going to be a give and take regarding tax policy over the next several months. It seems right now, um, just quickly talking about whether tax policy will or won't get done, uh, any type of deal will probably get pushed off to the first half of next year, although it could be retrospective, so we'll have to wait and see. But in terms of the the areas of the market that will likely benefit, small cap stocks versus foreign stocks uh, will likely benefit because they have higher tax rates. Also, areas that are more growth-oriented. If tax rates come down, the idea is that that would boost economic growth. So areas of the market that haven't really participated, areas like industrials, financials, basic materials should perform better. And then there's also the idea of tax repatriation. There's trillions of dollars held overseas by U.S. companies. If they get a one-time tax holiday, that could benefit some of the really large-cap companies, largely in areas like technology and healthcare, for example. Yeah, but we've been saying that since last November. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, and there's been absolutely no movement in Congress, it seems, to, to make that happen. Do you, I mean, at what point – well, let me, tell me, is there any point at which you would say, hey, this administration can't get it done, I can't keep tax repatriation in my models? Well, I have to say, after what happened with health care, I think the odds are certainly against the administration. But I think President Trump really wants to work very, very hard to try and – pass some legislation ahead of the election next year to say, this is what I've done. This is the job I'm doing. This is how I'm helping the economy. So I I wouldn't give up on it yet. I think, um, you know, there has been talk that the Democrats over the past few days have been talking with the administration about areas like um, immigration, for example. So I I still think there's hope, but um, the the odds are against the administration, but again, since it hasn't really been factored into the markets, I think there's possible upside to earnings and revenues and economic growth if some of this does come in and pass, uh, probably starting in 2018. Hey, I want to just ask you what, quickly, Michael. Um, President Trump on Air Force One made some comments to reporters, and he said he respects Janet Yellen. Uh, does it matter to you, as someone who's got to make investment decisions, who ends up at the Fed? And just got about 30 seconds here. Sure. I think you want somebody who doesn't really, who's independent from the administration. That's one thing. You always want the Federal Reserve to be independent of politics. Uh, uh, Chairman Yellen has a lot of experience, so she would be a good choice. But I kind of think after the comments she made recently at Jackson Hole, that um, where she mentioned that um, the government really shouldn't be uh, putting forth too much more in the way, or actually should continue to have um, guidelines. Mm -hmm. I think she's probably taking herself out of the running for now. All right. Good to check in with you. Michael Sheldon, Executive Director, Chief Investment Officer at RDM Financial Group, on the phone in Westport, uh, Connecticut. Uh, We've got a bit of a mixed market, a little bit lower on the S&P and the NASDAQ, higher by 47 points so on the Dow. We're just moments away from that closing bell on this Thursday. We'll break it down for you in just a moment right here on Bloomberg.